There we go. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the very official Addicts Planners podcast, season two. I'm one of your hosts, Gonzo, and I'm joined by the, the excellent. I like that one this time. <laughs> I want to use that for you. The excellent. Kaylee I appreciate Champion. the diversity in my names. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey. It's Champ. <laughs> cool. So... so Oh God, we keep, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> we'll okay, get it. I, I got it. I, it's, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, we're gonna leave like this. Behind the um, scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're not gonna restart this one. So I, so I just wanna tell you, I, I just wanna throw something in there, right? People, anybody who's spent enough time around me knows that I'm a weird, awkward guy, right? Um, uh, in the the last episode, we talked about me being a senior NCO Academy and just being uh, a goofball, right? So, uh, Earlier, I'm already um, in, uh, doing my best to alienate myself. So somebody posted the article about the new, uh, uh, basically, you know, the Air Force having to look for volunteers to separate, right? Because we got too many people. And so mm -hmm. they posted that link and then somebody made the comment, oh, here we go with 21 year old staff sergeants again. And so I was like, let me Google that. So I Googled and, uh, and I'm like, well, actually guys, I'm like for the last promotion cycle, the average time in service was 1.4%. A little over four years and time in grade was uh, about a one and a half. So if you came in at 18 years old, you oh, actually lose them? looks Gosh. like it. Oh, oh, last promotion cycle. There you are. This is starting off so bad. This is starting off so bad. <laughs> All right. We're going to try this one more freaking time because I could hear myself okay. cutting it, cutting in and out. And I'm just going to tell that shitty story real quick and then we're going to turn it over to you so hey so everybody welcome to the very unfit this is bad <laughs> this is a bad day what's going on here look all right we're gonna start it like this hey everybody welcome to the podcast this is gonzo not only am i a douchebag but i'm the guy that tries to correct people here's why earlier today in class somebody posted an article or my senior nco class somebody posted the article in the group chat about the Air Force having to get rid of a bunch of people, right? Somebody made the comment, well, here we go with 21-year-old staff sergeants again. And instead of agreeing with them, I thought it would be fun to go and Google to see if that was correct and then let the group know that they, in fact, were not correct because the average time in service right now would be approximately four years. So if somebody came in at 18, it would put them at 22 years old. I'm a dickhead. So I apologize. Not only am I a dickhead, I've screwed up the last three intros. So there. I, like it. I think I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they needed to know. <laughs> it's okay, guys. We don't have just 21-year-old staff sergeants. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Champ. Today, we are doing a unique episode. Um, we've been inviting a lot of individuals into the podcast to talk about career fields other than our own. Um, today, we have Joe Dixon visiting us from Cannes, Cannon Air Force Base. Hey, Joe, I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, like Gonzo said earlier, hey, we're, we're learning about you right with our listeners. So um, start from wherever you want to start with your intro. Hey, so uh, my name is Joe Dixon, uh, Staff Sergeant, tra Unit Training Manager at Cannon Air Force Base Security Forces. Uh, I'm not really good at intros, never done this before, so <laughs> bear with me, everybody. Um, yeah, uh, so I kind of, I've, I've been listening to you guys' podcasts. Uh, I've actually listened more than half of them. 
Uh, I liked a lot of them. Some of them I kind of skipped and have any relevance to me, no offense. Uh, but again, that's the kind of point of the listening thing, you know, listen to what you like. Uh, love you guys. Love, you know, the direction you're taking it. Um, one of the couple podcasts that came to my mind, uh, the financial guy you had on there. I thought I'm hard bad with names, uh, but yeah, amazing. Uh, it actually got me thinking about, you know, what he said with, you know, staff sergeants or, you know, when you come to NCO and you start squirreling money, as soon as you get money, you start squirreling it because you didn't have it before. Uh, and that's safer against that. Well, people think it's safer than investing. Um, I've invested some money, but not into the stock market. It got me thinking, opened up. And then he said, um, uh, everyone has their own two cents. And I was, you know, I, it was pretty fresh in my head. And I talked to my supervisor, Hey man, you, you know, you're about to retire. Have you done investments? Sure enough. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he gave me his two cents on what he was doing and everything. And he was talking about, you know, the other guy who was talking about, uh, what's his name? I'm sorry. I'm, I don't want to say that guy. What? Kalen. No, no. Uh, Kalen. What was his name? Kalen. Yeah. Yeah. So Kalen, he was like, uh, talking about index and passive and active. Uh, and I talked to my supervisor. He goes, yeah, uh, I, um, I, I do the active stuff. Well, not active. He's like, I have a broker or someone he goes through and he chooses, uh, my supervisor chooses and he just, you know, throws the money. The broker just throws the money. I'm like, well, that's active. I, 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 I heard that wasn't very safe. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I digress. Uh, the other person, the other episode, uh, which really, uh, stuck to me, uh, was episode seven, season one. Uh, you had the civilian, uh, logger or planner I don't know the terminology uh she was a senior and she got out or something uh and the conversation of training came up and I was like oh this is my world uh, I'm a training manager education and training you know spent the last eight years doing this um so I don't really know I know I, I want to talk about what I've done uh and I also want to see if we can brush up a little bit on that episode if we can go back are we allowed to do that and oh yeah I I'm looking right now. I think it's Cynthia Schuff, but let me yes, verify. Yes, that's it. Yes, it is Cynthia. Yep. yep. Retired log planner. Yep. Uh, Cynthia Schuff, I want to say senior master and retired, and now current IDO at one of the Colorado bases. I'm not, I can't remember which one. Right, right. Yep, that sounds familiar. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I wanted to touch a little bit base on that because I was, my daughter, she's in the back of the car. I just picked her up from school. <laughs> she's like, who are you talking to, daddy? Because I'm talking to the freaking radio. I'm like, no, don't, <laughs> like, I'm trying to interrupt. Like, no, no, that's not how this works. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, they can't hear me. I'm just sitting there just talking to the air. I, mean, I was getting into it. Uh, so it was good. Uh, I really, like I said, I circled back. I really liked the, uh, the podcast and everything. Uh, so I guess this is where I do a little intro uh, about how I've come to be, right? Uh, I just, I made some cliff notes here real quick, so I don't lose. Let me just pull that up real quick. So originally uh, from the Worcester Mass area, uh, if anyone knows, no one knows that is it's near to Boston, maybe about an hour out. Uh, so started, uh, reason I'm on here uh, is talk about some of the accomplishments, Tifter, um, uh, discovering a huge exploit in Tifter that could have jeopardized 464,000 records or 50,000 airmen. Um, and kind of before I get into that, uh, I've been with computers, doing computer stuff since I was about eight. Uh, I remember back um, in the day, I had a DOS computer. My dad showed me a little bit. He didn't know much about coding himself, uh, but he did show me what he knows about, you know, making little programs. Like you type something into DOS and you program to say, you know, what is your name? And you type in your name and it goes, oh, hello, Joe, you know. Uh, and that was about as far as I got when I was eight. Uh, I went back and played little video games, you know, Atari and stuff. Uh, then fast forward, 
uh, my mom remarried uh, and she, uh, my the stepdad was a network person who worked at a company called St. Cobain in Worcester. Uh, and he was the head of the IT department. And of course, as you know, uh, you know me, the internet's pretty big XP, window, uh, Windows XP just launched. And uh, so did Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi was becoming a big thing. And so did video games. So of course my school was doing not too great. And my stepdad said, you know what? I'm going to keep you guys off the internet. And he did his network stuff. Um, I believe in the motto, if there's a will, there's a way, you know, then letting you in the front door, kick open the door, uh, find a, you know, find an open window. Uh, so I started uh, messing around with learning how to do networks. Everything I've done in my life, self-taught, never went to school. If somebody went to school, I couldn't communicate with them because I don't speak the lingo. Um, so I started uh, doing, uh, uh, messing with uh, making my own local networks and then getting, you know, the passwords or, or learning how to set up my own Wi-Fi stuff or piggybacking off of someone else's internet. Uh, as you know, um, Wi-Fi, like I said, was pretty brand new. So I started following this. I don't know if anyone nerds out there on G4 TV. Does anyone remember that TV show or attack of the show? Remember that? There was an uh, old talk show, uh, guy on there. His name was Kevin Rose. Does anyone remember, you remember him? Yep. So I guess the FBI, you know, FBI or the government, they really wanted him to work for them. He's really smart. Uh, well, this predates YouTube. He had this little TV show program uh, on VLC, net, uh, the media viewing app. You had to have a special codec. You had to somehow find online to download. And then you can get his secret videos called The Broken. And that really opened up my realm of just like, wow, this is, this is, I can make Wi-Fi sniffers out of PSPs. That's cool. Uh, so I started running around the neighborhood, stealing people's, you know, breaking into people's Wi-Fi and printing stuff off of their computers uh, through my PSP, my PlayStation Portable. Um, I was able to uh, learn how to, I learned the meaning behind social uh, hacking, uh, basically talking to somebody and uh, eventually getting into their head to get information you need or getting things that you want. In the episode, uh, he stole a pizza. Uh, he walked in with a group of people uh, and wasn't with these people. He just found a group of people walking to a pizza place, stood behind them probably about you know, two feet and then left with them, heard their order, heard everything, and then called them. Hey, uh, yeah, I just got this pizza. I was with that crowd of people. Yeah, it tastes like it tastes really bad. So, of course, they comped them a free pizza, uh, even though he wasn't even with them just to try out a little bit of social uh, you know, network or hacking or whatnot. Um, so that really took an interest into that. Um, I kind of went down, I don't want to say a dark road, uh, but of course, as a teenager, um, you start dabbling with, you know, what else can I do? Um, like I said, Wi-Fi sniffers, probably not legal. Uh, security cameras, being able to gain access to that, tracing people's emails, figuring out where they live. Uh, a bunch of scary stuff. Uh, little just note, it, that was Windows XP area error. Uh, Doing that today is extremely hard. Everything's hidden behind ISPs and VPNs. And um, ISPs, I feel like back in the day where you could actually pinpoint someone's house now, you just do the city they're in. Uh, so flash is gone, can't even do flash things anymore. Like uh, getting people's unprotected security cameras, can't do any of that stuff anymore. Uh, not that I've tried, I don't want to incriminate myself, but it's... <laughs> um, so yeah, started uh, fast forward, joined the military back in 2009. Um, was a mechanic uh, for uh, fuel cell maintenance. I climbed into wings of one, uh, C-130s. Um, and I, I'm gonna have, I was a plumber electrician before I joined the military. Went into medical 
because I wanted to jump boat outside. Like I, I'm done working my hands. I've been doing this, you know, as a plumbing electrical gig forever. So I became as a medical person, uh, lab lab tech. Uh, failed that miserably, and they put me to fuel cell maintenance, which just happens to be plumbing for aircraft. I'm like, oh, I fit right in. I know all this. Um, with my electrical background, I was able to help, you know, diagnose a lot of issues, uh, which really opened a lot of NCOs' eyes. I was a young airman. They expected, you know, the typical tech school airman, like, I don't know what to do. I was like, I just hit the ground running and yeah, I've done this before. This is easy. So, so Joe, uh, real quick, I have a question, man. So when you started talking about the shows that you like, and then uh, you're, you came in, you didn't come in at 18. You put it that way. Cause I can right. do this. No, way. I had to yeah. set up and everything. Yeah. So, cause I was, I was like thinking, I was like in my head when you're talking about XP, I was like in DOS, I was like, shit. Okay. So, um, so that's huge, man. I, I, yeah, something that we talked about, I, I'll reference my damn senior NCO class. So fun thing, my, my, the, our senior master sergeant instructor, that's his job. He was uh, crawling in the, in the freaking, um, in, uh, in the fuel cells of aircraft. Right. And so me in an attempt to make conversation uh, today, actually, or yesterday, I was like, Hey, I was like, didn't uh, Mike Rowe do an episode of dirty jobs on that? And yep. he looked at me, he's like, yeah, he's like, we don't talk about that. He's we like, do not. And then he, yeah, and, and I was like, and I'm thinking, I was like, wow. It's but it was, I guess it, it was just, yeah, it was like, so it was too fake. And he's like, I think he said he's like, yeah, it was a KC 135. That ain't shit. You know, it's just, what it was just weird. Um, so uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna you just I'm gonna scroll here real quick. But the story with Mike Rowe, um, a the airman who the, I've, I've heard through other uh, fuel cell people. Um, Airman did not know exactly what she was talking about. She's like, oh, so he's mixing oh. this like this chemical compound. He's like, oh, what's in um, what the micro is like, what's in that uh, that stuff you're using? And he, she's just like, um, stuff. I'm like, you're representing the Air Force right now, and you don't even know what you're using. You can't even say like, it's B half and B quarter. Like, get it right. <laughs> uh, they QA wrote him up huge. Um, I didn't like how micro they called us tank cleaners. Like, no, we're fuel cell tank rats. Uh, I just recently watched that episode. Um, but uh, yeah, just a lot of just, I heard Micro wasn't very polite to the airman. Uh, he had a kind of a fake facade. Mm -hmm. um, and when he went on camera, he was really nice. Uh, but after he didn't want to talk to anybody, he didn't want to shake hands. At least that's, that's hearsay. I don't, I wasn't there, but it's just people I've talked to who were there. Uh, KC-135s, I'm a C-130 guy by heart. I mean, it's way up there. I got a lot of C-130 pictures, um, but <laughs> Uh, they leak. They're just a bunch of just, uh, you have the wings, you got bags in there, um, and they like to leak. So it's a lot of work, especially with the seals and all that stuff. It gets cold, gets hot, changes. Yeah, you're gonna have a, a pee show. Uh, so, what, uh, everywhere. so, so fun fact, Kaylee, um, in our career field, you know, Chief Michelle Wickle at uh, mm -hmm. Air Mobility Command, that was her first job. Oh, wow. So it's, yeah, yeah. And we got to get her on. I talked to her several times and uh, I, I need to, I need to uh, lock her down on a date and time, but okay. So, so that, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt in, um, my internet and to go scroll uh, on my end too, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of touch on that. Uh, yeah. You talked about, you came in with a lot of experience, right? And right. so, and so uh, keep going on your story. Uh, I just wanted, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't want to give up too much of a lecture. I, I don't know how much time we have, um, but eventually, you know, PCS from Germany went to Arizona. Uh, I started to uh, hit the gym. So, so got bigger, started breaking ribs inside a tank. I'm like, this is not going to work out. And looking outside of my career, I'm like, I mean, what can I do? I can get my AMP license, but I mean, then I have to be a crew chief and learn everything. And 
So I decided, nope, education and training. Well, I, actually, I decided to take anything, any office job, uh, <laughs> because I figured that would set me up for the civilian world. Uh, and I got picked. I had to think wing safety was one. Uh, uh, what was it? Airfield management was another one. And then air education and training. And that was one that stuck. Uh, the, I remember the lady asking, like, oh, so uh, I, got, I did my interview for, with the function. I was like, oh, so you like helping people? Are you a good people talker? A, a person talk, you know, talking to people? And then just lied. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I, yeah, I'm, you know, I had to give a spiel just to get out of fuel cell maintenance. <laughs> Uh, but it adapted it, molded around me. And um, I remember my first day as an education and training UTM uh, and the chief walked in and, you know, I'm, whoa, chief, uh, you, know, I, you know, when you see, you don't, you don't even see your flight sergeant when you're maintenance, you know, you see them, you're in trouble. So a chief walks in and I'm all nervous and he sends something. And my first thing I do is I no, sir, you're wrong. You're wrong, sir. <laughs> and then we see my supervisor just kind of squinch into the seat and then he leaves like, Hey, psst. You just told the chief he was wrong and not in a good way. <laughs> so a lot of learning. I had a lot of learning, but uh, that's when I started learning about Excel, um, uh, which put me down the road. Uh, one of my accomplishments, uh, I worked with uh, a member. He's retired now, I believe, maybe. Uh, I think he put master on Master Sergeant Jensen, Ron Jensen. Uh, and he's the one that started talking to me about Excel. And I didn't know anything about Excel. Um, I knew a lot about computer software and hardware, but didn't really know about it. And so we, he created this 80 less tracker, uh, which I took with it and ran uh, in a sense of, I wonder how I can make this better. Started using my mindset again, like I was a kid, like, okay, what can I do to get into this? What uh, time frame is this, by the way? Oh, this is 2000. I fast forward, man. That, that's why I got in 2009, did all that cool maintenance stuff. And then 2014, okay. uh, I became an education training. Okay. Maybe or 13, I can't, it's blur. Um, but so a lot of the tracker, um, he was using it locally. Uh, maybe a couple other squadrons had it, uh, but there were some issues with it. And it was, I took it initiative to learn Excel uh, and it wasn't overnight. This took probably about a year, two years of messing with it and being not scared to break it. Uh, the master the formulas, uh, understand how the reports are being pulled and entered into it. And how can I make it better on the foundation level? Um, now uh, I've able to present day, I've turned it into a tool that I've seen other bases around the Air Force adapt. Uh, I went to, when I was PCS to Spain as an education and training person, went to Marone, talked to the Security Force U team over there. I'm like, hey man, just curious conversation. Can I see, uh, how do you track ADLS? Uh, yeah, sure, sure as it is, he had one of the, my original ones that I created back in the day. So I gave him the updated copy of it. I'm like, hey man, that's cool. Like it was really, it was how it spread like wildfire and not like, and I saw another one that people use as like an automated ADLS tracker. And I looked at him like, that looks just like mine, but this is, you know, this is pretty beefed up. So I called, I called the, uh, I found that you can look at who's created it by. So I looked, I looked him up in global and I hit him up a month before he retired. And I told him, hey, man, real quick, where'd you get this? Like, this is really cool. I like your tracker. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, uh, he got this tracker from someone and he just modified it. I'm like, huh, well, I'm that guy. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> uh, so we kind of just like shook hands and like, you know, he went his way. I can't use his tracker because uh, I can't fix it. So I don't like to use it. Um, so um, so I'm, I'm sorry. I said I wasn't going to ask too many questions. And I am. No, no. Because this, this is very interesting. So. You're creating, so, uh, and Kaylee, I don't know if you were thinking about this too, right? So he's talking about ADLS tracker and I'm in here thinking, I'm like, 
Well, that's the authoritative source, ADLS. So, um, so you're creating this, right? And is this something like you, you were, you and the other guys are just doing this because you guys want to to solve a problem, right? Well, and at any point, or no, right, go no, no, go, yeah. Go so, so it, so, um. Are you like, are you guys getting any push? Is this something that's just internal to like the UTM career field? Uh, are you doing it because uh, it's going to sound bad. Are you doing this because the career field hasn't provided a capability to you to track this? Like why, why did that start? Correct. So have, have you ever been a UDM before? Actually, I'm a UDM right now. <laughs> okay. So you have, you have ADLS access, right? Yes. Or, and you've been into the admin side. Yep. That is the tool, the only tool that the Air Force has actually given us is mm -hmm. that pull a report. Cool. What do I do with this now? Uh, and that's kind of where I'm, I'm leading up to with Tipter, uh, what the whole thing behind Tipter, the drive of it was. Um, but the, uh, historically, UTMs have been left to create their own tools. Uh, they even briefly talk about it a little bit in uh, tech school with, you know, hey, you know, you're really going to learn Excel. Uh, my old instructor... Man, I am horrible with names right now. But he said, you know, you're, you're all going to become an Excel machine. You know, like, chicka, chicka, chicka. he made this weird, stupid dance. We all laughed. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so to answer your question, you know, do you, uh, we're not provided the tools uh, as much as we would like. There's a lot of, you know, red team versus blue team, hate and love. Um, and so, it, which enables us to, you know, hey, we have to get smart. Uh, how can we make our job easier? Um, so I started, you know, well, luckily I have the background with, you know, HTML, CSS coding when I was a kid, um, and which helped me understand, I guess, click better with formulas, uh, and visual basics. So after I started doing that tracker, I got into visual basics and coding, uh, I can with ADLS, you know, it, it will go down and I can still run my reports because I'm going to the back door, uh, just do a couple like URL tricks, um, where I'm losing my train of thought here. <laughs> uh, so with all that, you know, um, Air Force came out and said, hey, uh, well, Chief Mejica and uh, she, she says, you know, we're, we're, here's tools. We were promised we're going to give you tools, you know, uh, to help your jobs make it easier. And Tiptero is going to be this, uh, and it is, but it just needs a lot of love. Um, this. God's gift to the UTMs. It can do, you know, OJT for you, your uh, OJ, uh, on job training reports, status of training, it helped you run those, you know, you can even create some generic slides. Cool, it start giving us reports. People were creating uh, an OJT access database that you can pull from ADLS. I even think it was rumored to do that. Um, so fast forward to last year, um, the Tifter was launched and it was been talking for about five years now. Uh, if I remember looking at a lot of the contracts on the gov sites, uh, I think it was around 2 million roughly, maybe one and change, maybe $2 million uh, that was invested into it. And- That's not a lot. No, no, I, and, and I think it was more cause I could have sworn I found contracts up to equaling up to 10 cause this has been an ongoing thing. Uh, and again, I'm sure I'll be corrected later um, with my numbers, but uh, the, um, I'm looking at it and I, I'm sleeping one night and I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I need to create something for this, for this website because at work, I've been really job and tipped to learn it, learn the system because 
I'm the education training expert, you know, I'm going to be the SME for the squadron had learned the system. So me and my supervisor currently uh, spent hours, days, weeks, mastering this system, mess breaking it on purpose to see what are the limits. Uh, and we mastered the system. Uh, and, but it was extremely clunky. Uh, you're in TBA, correct? So you know about task groups. Okay. And you can, you know, click and pull. You can even, there's even glitches. I think it's a, a glitch you can perform and you can copy task groups to other sections or whatnot, right? If I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. right? Can't do that with Tifter. It is a pain. So I wanted to create a program to do that for me. Just click a button, tell it, you know, read it from an Excel because it, uh, and then read, look for it on the screen and just start copying over. Click of a button, save me like, you know, 20 minutes of work per unit or per, you know, flight or section. So I'm looking at the code and I realized that um, a lot of the code is mirrored from one page to another. Now that's good on one point, uh, except I shouldn't have this certain access. I don't want to really go into details and spread in how I did it. Um, but as a front end user, uh, I shouldn't have been able to take something uh, or a button on a screen, implement it into another screen, uh, ungrace some boxes using just basic HTML, CSS. And I took over Tifter. Uh, I was able to, I tested it. I had my, uh, one of my, uh, ETM buddies give me just trainee rights, no access in Tifter. And I took that button and I gave myself God rights. And I could actually have gone through and just started nuking profiles. If I was a bitter airman and I wanted to get out of the Air Force and just like stick it to the man, I could have just been like, oh, control, delete, 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 and just started going down uh, the files. Um, I, start, I did that in about 10 minutes. That's how easy it was to go to the source. Um, uh, the, the, and I, all you had, I don't even want to say, am I, can I, should I, I don't know how much detail I should go into because uh, I don't know the listeners. Um, so, uh, okay. So let's see if I could, if I could help you, uh, 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 loosen up a little bit on that end. Right. So I will tell you, uh, that approximately two years ago, uh, we had, uh, there was an individual who through no malicious intent whatsoever found ex or exploited, uh, some security, uh, 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 issues within our, one of our IT systems log mod. Um, Kaylee, I don't know if you remember uh, about when Logma, uh, the whole thing about files not being able to transfer in and out between Logbot and DCAPES, mm -hmm. right? That was because yep. of a security uh, a security concern within within our uh, Logmod IT system, right? Uh, I, I know I, I know this individual uh, talked with that individual, and hearing you say, "Hey, you know, the IT system that 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 our career field gave to us was lacking, and all I wanted to do was figure out a way to make it better." Not because the Air Force asked me to do it, but because I want to make lives easier for myself and the rest of the, the field. That's exactly why this individual did it, right? So while while it call it, while it was a pain in my ass, a big pain in my ass, it it caused us to look at what we were doing with our IT systems and to start thinking differently, right? So um, so yeah, I just offer that up as a story because uh, okay. it, it, it hits it hits close to home for me too uh, because. Uh, I love the Air Force man, but a lot of times they put us in that situation for people like that individual and you to have to go above and beyond because they're not, because I, the, you know, our, our, our career field's not. Yeah, for sure, Gonzo. And thinking about, um, you know, Tifter, I've been following it personally just because 
um, it's one of our authoritative data sources for DERS, right? So um, imagine 400,000 plus records get deleted. That affects 400,000 plus readiness reporters. That affects how many UDMs that have to go in and hand jam every single training record into DERS just to catch up for that lack, right? So um, this, this fault that you found in the system really and truly is huge. This affects so many different aspects of the Air Force and what could have happened but didn't happen because of your knowledge that you bring to the team and what you found in the system. So go ahead. Yeah, no, you exactly. Um, and I was a bit nervous uh, even to come forth what I found. Uh, so I went through my chain. Um, I talked to a couple of UTMs and I went to the functional. And I let the functional know. Uh, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll, uh, I'll pass it on. Nothing. Um, then I contacted uh, actually someone who uh, she worked at. She was just one of the, I'll just say she was one of the key admins for Tifter. Uh, she used to be for TBA. Uh, and she was extremely busy at the day uh, and then didn't really understand what I did or what the importance behind it was and was kind of backburned. Uh, so I hit my UTM, I went my buddy up Gonzalez and I was like, Hey man, like I found this thing and it feels like nobody cares. Like I could, this is, this is insane. We're about to launch a system and this is huge exploit. I'm not the only smart person in the air force. If somebody, you know, sometimes finding exploits are people's hobbies. Uh, I happened to stumble across it by accident a little bit, but I mean like playing video games, people like to discover exploits. Um, so sometimes just people like to do it. So he told me, yeah, yeah, you could just contact the career field manager. And I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> that, that's pretty high up there to talk to the career field manager. Um, so I, I saw someone post who seemed like it was, she, uh, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say this because I need to clear my name anyways. I saw this post where I saw this individual and I was, I'm going to use the word he, uh, seemed pretty important. And I was like, wow, he's always all over the Facebook and everything. Carl, Carl Mahi, or I couldn't even pronounce the last name. And, uh, <laughs> And this is probably going to answer her question when she listens to this. Uh, but no, it's not Carl. It's Carrie. <laughs> I mistaken the I for an L and I kept stirring her, not understanding that the person I was talking to was the career field manager. <laughs> so that was my introduction to her. Uh, and I remember the Facebook post, you know, yes, sir, I'll get on it, sir. Yep. Hey, sir. And I explained to her, hey, I found this exploit, talked to this person, uh, need help, what can I do? And I just get these emojis with the eyes. Like what? This is her, you know, thing for the Air Force. This is her big drive to push the system that's going to combine after PEC, uh, TBA, to create a one system for the Air Force. Uh, and I just showed her that I can break it. Um, and so that night, uh, I was on the phone with her on a tele. I was here in my, my house in a teleconference with her and the contractors, Datum or Datum. I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, explaining what I did um and I yeah so they call me uh I would teleconference I explain she's like okay is everyone got that they would know how it goes yes sir uh, I mean yes ma'am yes ma'am we uh we, we, we're tracking how Sergeant Dixon did, did this 20 minutes later after the phone call I get a text message from the data people yeah we have no idea how you did that could you uh go back on so we can screen share and I was like okay <laughs> that's crazy um and a little bit of worrisome for myself, at least. I mean, this is 
we paid these people to do this and this is their back end front end you know they should have an understanding of this so we i go back on teleconference with them alone uh and screen share and i walk them through it and i actually do the 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 exploit for them i'm not gonna say the the hack word i don't i don't really want to call it a hack um but an exploit um haven't heard anything from it since uh which brings me to um uh the thing i why i wanted to you know I, I talked to you kaylee uh about my frustrations in the facebook posts and you know like oh I, i've done so much for the air force and i didn't get recognized for anything uh my ads tracker i did nothing not even a, you know a mouse bar of oh, that's cool sweet uh did uh other things in between did the tifter uh my supervisor uh and that's another story um didn't really pass on the word of the importance of what I did. Um, so my command, meh, cool. Like I'm talking to the crypto man. I'm, I'm on teleconferences with people. I'm representing Canon Air Force Base Security Force Squadron, you know, and like, don't you want to know what I'm even talking about? Like, I don't want to make an ass of myself in front of you guys. Or don't you want to, you know, bet what I say to these, you know, these top, you know, the top leaders? Uh, nothing. Um, and I was a bit uh, burnt out, uh, but they'd be like, you know what? I can, I can do more. Um, so then uh, I get a phone call one day and uh, it was from Chief Mejica. And she said, hey, I listen, you know, Sergeant Dixon, I need your help. And by all means, hey, listen, I just to go on record. Uh, I love doing projects. I love finding answers to problems. It's not that I'm just looking for recognition, um, but sometimes like a handshake or something cool, you know, and it, it, it's appreciated. Uh, and especially when you're running around the clock, burning yourself out, uh, just to keep your motivation going, keep that flame lit. Uh, so, so I get a call and they were talking about the Tifter uh, moving to TBA instead. Uh, and so they gave me this Excel spreadsheet and Excel is my land. Um, and I was amazed. And again, I hopefully I, I don't burn any bridges, um, but out of everyone, Chief Mihika could have called, uh, I feel I was honored and humble uh, that she called me direct um, on Facebook, no less. Hey, listen, and you know, we talked a little bit in video uh, to, to discuss the problem that she's having with getting, figuring out who, what users are in after uh, and what users are already in TBA. And, you know, and the, so we can create a workflow, a distro workflow uh, to start getting uh, passcode members into TBA because Tifter needed to be put on hold. I don't know if because of my exploit that I discovered uh, was part of the problem, uh, and they're still working it. Um, but I like to tend to think that I like I put Tifter on hold for a whole another year <laughs> with it, uh, even though it, was, it, was, it had a lot of bugs in it as well already. So it probably was just like the icing on the cake or one of the layers of the cake uh, that pushed Tifter out. I don't know if you've been following, but Tifter is now on hold for a little bit as after users are being put into security uh, after uh, after users are being put into TBA. Uh, so that was cool. Did that. Uh, and then the conversation came up with, oh yeah, so um, I need to sell TBA to the other cheap crypto managers because they need to buy off on it. So they're crypto to go into TBA. So I also created an email and helped out with uh, my chief to uh, sell TBA. Um, so I like to think that I've helped uh, take a whole uh, AFAC, a whole you know security forces, and I. The, their chief uh, bought off on it and I was able to get security forces into TBA. Um, 
now I'm thinking, okay, this is cool. You know, now I'm not, I'm not just doing nerd stuff. I'm affecting security forces and I'm in a security force squadron. I'm going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to say something to me. Meh. Cool. Like, damn. Like, okay. So I have this, it's a running joke uh, with me and a couple of other buddies. Um, How much can I do? How many cool things can I do uh, with the least amount of recognition? And I have a, and I know it's very demotivational, um, but I have on my board behind my desk, things I will never get, you know, number one, tech sergeant, <laughs> number two, recognition, and just like, you know, PCS, it's just all these things. Uh, and it, it, and I, I did it, I wrote it on there, I'm, I'm bitter, burnt out. Um, but I just reminded myself, like, you know, it's, it's more of the, the journey than the, the, and for me at least right now, uh, than the end result, the end result, sorry. Um, so, you know what, what's my next big project? What can I do next? And I'm just looking at, you know, looking at everything as a whole um, to try to figure out what can I do? What's the, what's the next big problem in the Air Force, at least for my career field? Uh, and to, I, the, uh, it's a pretty obvious answer. We're gonna have countless users enter TBA with an abundance of Hey, join a Zoom meeting so you can learn ZTBA. Oh, it was canceled. Uh, or I members would be like, I don't really understand what that was because when you get a group of members in together, uh, they have different levels of knowledge. And if you come up too high, then the members below are not going to understand it. If you come up too low, then not, the high members are going to get bored and they start tuning you out. Uh, so it's very hard approach. I feel um, to do a mass training briefing. Uh, so I feel it's onto the UTMs to teach them or it's onto the member to learn himself by trial and error. And that's a lot what the Air Force does, you know, with knowledge and experience, getting in there hands-on, there's a lot of hands-on learning in the Air Force. Um, so I'm working on a website now um, to mirror TBA. Now we already have a training TBA website, don't get me wrong, UPE. Uh, if any members are, or listeners are curious, uh, if you go to the Air Force portal and type in UPE, you'll actually get a real-time uh, or 24-hour delay that you can mess with all you want. It's called UPE TBA training business area. Um, but that's all it is, just a click. You don't really know what you're doing or why you're doing it. So, and that's the piece that my next project is getting into TBA. Um, I'm downloading each screen or pulling the source code. And when you highlight your mouse over something, not only will you, you can perform that function, but a little tool tip, little doodad will come up and explain what this button does. So it's a, an interactive PowerPoint presentation, basically. And you could run it side by side with your actual TBA website. Uh, the, or you can use it with UPE, it doesn't matter. Um, understanding that, I, I guess it's just to keep me busy project. Last year, I burnt myself out. Uh, I feel doing things. So I am, I don't know if it's ever gonna be released because uh, I'm taking my time on it. I got twins, I, you know, a four-year-old daughter, family. Uh, and with everything that didn't happen last year, just taking it a little slower, but keep myself busy, occupied, and happy. Um, so that's kind of the journey, what's led up to where I am. Um, what, what an exciting and both tragic story, right? On both sides. Um, how, how long have you been in? Uh, 12 years. Okay. Do you want to be a log planner? Because I would love, to, I would right. love to have you. I would love you ha to have you in this uh, in this career field. Um, our career field 
inherently lives in a world of problems that need answers solved, right? And just listen to you talk. There's a, your story's incredible and, and, and we're not done listening to it by, or hearing by any means, but the way that you look at things, you're, you're, you, uh, you're looking at things from a very problem solving lens and not being okay with the answers that are being provided to you by the corporation, by the Air Force, right? And definitely not being, not the tools. But I loved when you said, hey, we're about to provide training for, uh, for the Air Force. But, but is the training hit at multiple, multiple levels, right? Is that training going to be able, like you said, to hit those intro level users and give them and give them like what Kaylee likes the why right you love that you you love to focus on okay like, uh, we, we I do too on the why while still keeping the attention and and expanding the experience level of those who have been in the career field for a while right or been using it um in addition and oh, god damn so I, I hate PME but I'm gonna give senior CEO some credit and it's only been three days um how do you do that and uh, not only how do you do it to, to each to, to reach those different levels of users based on experience in the job, all right, or in the Air Force, but also do it to be able to reach multi-generational airmen, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm guessing uh, a lot of those the folks who are experienced at it are going to be a certain generation of human, and those right. and the folks that are coming in the on the lower end are going to be a different generation. And so how do you how do you uh, teach them? How do you how do you know what to what they value so, and how they learn? So. Uh, like you said, you're, you're absolutely right. Multi-generational airmen, you know, you're going to get your, who uses training systems? Let's, let's, let's think about that real quick, right? You get your trainees, fresh, fresh out of tech school. What are they actually going to be doing inside the training system? Selling off the records, looking at your entries, uh, making sure that they harass their supervisors so they can get trained properly, uh, budgeting on and off duty time. You know, like they're just, they're just going to be basic, basic users. Uh, and then you get the next step up, you get the supervisors. Okay, what are they gonna be doing? Um, and what you have to do is when you, when you talk to a lot of these a group of people, uh, when I was teaching Tifter, uh, I would only want supervisors. I would actually only want um, certain level people who are, who are or a little higher up on the hierarchy in the system. Uh, and then maybe talk to the next hierarchy level down and then have them spread the word because how did you learn tip or tba how did you members learn after they didn't just come in go to a uh, a public seminar you know or something to learn the system no they learned it through trial and basic users learned it through trial and error and they became experts at it uh which eventually they learned a little bit more they had a little more responsibility you learn a little bit more learn a little bit more so the idea for me at least would be to target the top down focus on the top have knowledge trickle down and then focus on the next area, educate more people down. If they, in that way, everyone's slowly starting to understand it. Now, uh, I want to backtrack a little bit. Back in the day, when I was going to school for plumbing, uh, I went to a trade vocational high school. Uh, and every other week, uh, you know, I went to class. You didn't use your math or science or history. And I also went to a class called plumbing related. Okay, this was for my job for being becoming a plumber. The next week, I wasn't in school. I was, I mean, I was in the school, but I was in a uh, a shop environment. I was in a plumbing mock-up, you know, of a house inside the school. And I would take what I learned from related and apply it. Um, so with that, with, you know, taking that knowledge, we can, I don't think it's a, a, a complete failure briefing people if sometimes they don't get it, but maybe it will give them that related knowledge as well. So when they do get in there, 
But then the question comes is where do they go when they have questions? Because no one knows the system, right? In their career, but security forces, there's with after. Um, and that's where I feel a PowerPoint, you know, that can be a bit daunting, but how did you get there? Like you think about it, right? You're scrolling down a PowerPoint, like, oh, th that's what I need, right? And you're like, um, shit, I gotta backtrack. I gotta go read 30 slides versus a TBA website that's basically like a PowerPoint. It has all the tool tips and it's explaining and you navigate yourself there while you're reading uh, the steps and what you're doing with this button means. Uh, so, so you're forced to, not forced to read it, but you're using it, the knowledge, hands-on and you're getting the related portion at the same time. Uh, yeah. Oh man, that, that's incredible. Cause you're, like you said, there's one thing to learn it, but if you're not asked to apply it or practice it, what do you do with that knowledge? Mm -hmm. It goes away, right? Right, right. That's very good choice, Kaylee. Very good choice. <laughs> I, yeah, God, that's. Mm. Uh, it is, I, and I, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I, I was just gonna caveat on a little bit, but no, say, go ahead. No, so what I really wanna do is conceptualize um, exactly what you just said in a different perspective. So Gonzo and I have two different perspectives on purpose as hosts to the podcast, right? Gonzo is all about um, job, doing the things and having all of the knowledge um, about doing the things and why we're doing it. Um, for me, I like to look at things in a leadership aspect and how, how we teach and how we develop our airmen, right? What well, I've heard from you, um, when you were talking about the different levels of TIF, of, um, of TBA, right? Um, you have higher level and basic level users and how you want the people who have those higher roles to teach the people downward, right? Um, and this is something that's really important because I've seen it myself in many different forms where we have our, um, I'll just use this as an example, just to generalize it, our senior NCOs going straight to the airmen to see what they need, right? And forgetting the NCOs kind of in between. And now again, I'm just using this as an example. Um, I don't think everybody goes through it, but nonetheless, cascading leadership, cascading leadership. This is a concept that I, I want the field to really hear. Um, when we talk about these simple things like this is senior NCOs, empower your NCOs to go and teach while teaching your NCOs. NCOs, now you need to empower your airmen to learn and to go and to do, right? And when we have that cascading leadership from the top down, everybody's on the same page. We can all accomplish one thing together and it's successful, right? Um, so I, and again, like you have published so many different things for the entire Air Force, right? Um, and I do wanna kind of travel back to this. Um, and the whole reason why we met is, uh, and I'll say this to the field to give you guys some backstory kind of later in the game, but um, there was a post that was made on the Air Force Airmen NCO page, right? And we talk about that page quite a bit on here. Um, it was a meme. I and I think I might've mentioned this. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might've mentioned, mentioned this two podcasts ago, um, or maybe the last one, I don't remember, but, um, it said something along the lines of, um, you know, 2020 was really bad. Now let's be hopeful that 2021 is going to be better. And it, it mentions chief, chief bass and general Brown doing something to make the force better. And I made a comment on there. Hey, you know what? This isn't it, you know, this is, this isn't what work group, the, the, the stories of the airmen are important. Um, the network that you have built and 
name is, is what's important here, but the commentary that you post doesn't fit the narrative. So pick a narrative, right? Um, and I said, everybody has the power here to do something make this better. If you don't like it, you need to go make it better. Quit relying on senior leadership to go and do everything for you. Are you kidding me? There's no way, right? And I got a lot of different comments back in. Um, was one of the ones for all the things that I had done for the Air Force, you know, I, I'm not feeling the love. And so he sent me a message and, and we talked about this, exactly what he's telling you guys right now. And, and I want to talk about that. Why? Because I posted something on Facebook, on my Facebook page, a couple of awards and decks. We write on each other. So we're, we're an office of all NCOs. And then we have one senior NCO, right? And that's a lot for him to do on his own, the senior NCO, right? So we do it on each other now, right? And we just recently changed this. And when we started writing on each other, um, we started winning things, right? Because sometimes it's hard to write on yourself. Um, but we did a lot of different things. We studied a ton of personal development books, a ton of EPR writing tools and stuff and things, right, um, to improve that piece. But, but what I want to say is the reason why um, that awards program exists is to recognize and award the behaviors that we want to keep in the Air Force, right? So um, we have two different types of motivation that we see, intrinsic and extrinsic. Some people are extrinsically motivated. They're going to need a thank you. Some people do it because they love doing it. Joe does all of this because he loves doing it. He loves taking a problem and he loves solving it. And him solving those, pro those problems that he runs into solves the entire Air Force's problems, y'all. Can you believe that? Can you imagine doing all of these things and never receiving a thank you? So Joe, I want to say thank you because you do affect my job every single day. You have made it significantly easier for not only myself, but the 36 readiness reporters that I have in my wing that do DERS on a day-to-day -day basis and double that amount for all of the UTMs that we have across the wing, right? So Joe, you do have an impact. And, and I loved what you said, you know, um, about your board in the back, uh, all the things that you'll never get it. If you took that and you, and you transform it to the things that I'm going to get, I wonder, I wonder if they just start flowing. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but either way you deserve those things. You deserve those things and you deserve, you deserve a simple thank you. You deserve a simple handshake. You have the career field manager reaching out to you for really big problems. And that's important. And I, um, I know you do these things because you truly enjoy it, but you do need a thank you. You need a genuine thank you. And we thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's it. And Joe, um, I don't know how much you know about, uh, you know, Kaylee's talking about, um, you know, readiness, right? And then the, uh, and making the correlation between what you did, what you have done for the Air Force, continue doing that. Um, just to kind of put it in perspective, man, readiness is huge in the air force or well, it's been what kaylee two two three years now it, yeah. it, was, it was the was the Since big 18. focus yeah yeah was the the big focus on readiness and so think about this right what you're doing and what you 
what you forced your career field to address at the highest levels is making sure that the fundamental training, everything that says that, hey, when I'm a warfighter, when I'm a pilot, when I'm a CCE trooper, I'm a defender, when I'm a log planner, this is what I'm required to do per the Air Force and per my career field leaders. If somebody were to exploit that for the wrong reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine how far back that's going to set us in readiness, right? And and, and people might might be thinking that are listening to this. Oh, Gonzalez, it's who cares if 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 my TBA records aren't in there, right? That is tied directly to how we present our warfighting capabilities to the Air Force, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, what are you rating readiness on? Nothing, right? There's there's you, you, and so that's freaking huge, man, and. and and, and, and when I, you know, Kaylee talked about not getting that recognition, not just somebody, just one person. And Kaylee and I have talked about this for the last few episodes. All it takes is one person, right? To make a difference in life. That's the sad part is that nobody's, you know, uh, you know, recognize that. Another thing that's scary is that the people that you've told for whatever reason, whether they don't care, or they don't know, haven't been able to internalize just how damn important what you're doing is. That's freaking scary. And to me, it, the scary part is, what if they don't know? Because that's a bigger issue. So that's huge, man. Um, again, if you want to be a log planner, um, I'm not saying <laughs> we're always looking for talent, man. And, and, uh, and, uh, I actually happen to be, um, I'm the, uh, the functional for the, for the, for my career field, for our Kaylee and I career field. So I sit in at the Pentagon. Well, I used to before COVID, right. Right next to my CFM. And I'm guessing that if I went into the global and looked at Pentagon personnel, that chief you just talked about probably sits a couple of halls or or floors away from me too. Um, so I'm always recruiting. We're always recruiting. So sign me up. No, um, damn man. <laughs> but no, I, and I I messaged uh, Chief a little bit, and again, she was extremely busy last year uh, to the point where she herself got burnt out. I mean, she took on Tifter. Uh, right now, we're doing QTP uh, packages uh, for our career field. Uh, we're working on. There's so many different teams. Uh, they're going. They are jobbing, and she's leading them all. She's working the. Um, what can we do to make Tipter better? Uh, TBA reporting ad hoc, right? It didn't exist in Tipter. And now that it's on the board for us, you know, trying to get that into it uh, because that's an extremely powerful interface that's going to make our lives so much easier. Just so many different things. Uh, of course, I know because I'm also on those teams. Uh, uh, they, as soon as they found out my Tipter knowledge, uh, my functional at base threw me on uh, as a SME for AppSoc. Um, so I go into the meetings. I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Staff Sergeant Dixon. And we're like, oh, I'm chief. I'm senior. Hey, what's going on, Colonel? You know, like just crazy. Like, and I'm sitting there like, oh, hi guys, what's going on? <laughs> like, uh, so <laughs> it's, um, it was definitely a, a humbling experience. Um, but yeah, I, I think part of the problem, and again, this is just me, just, I don't know, maybe I'm just bitter. Um, but UTMs, three of twos, I'm going to give a shout out. Um, we are not absorbed, adopted into these into units um we are this redheaded stepchild and anytime you hear it from a utm it's like hey you need to update your training record so I mean, it's kind of like oh cool this annoying guy again you're going to be gone in two years anyways because they rotate us so they go on with the next and it's just so i don't think that utms are well absorbed into it. and they're not just utms css folks 
uh, we're not well absorbed into uh, squadrons. And I feel as though uh, it's a brotherhood uh, for, you know, maintainers, you know, log planners, security forces. And what I've seen historically is if there's an award package, there's kind of a biased opinion, a kind of biased view. Uh, because I created my awards package, the recorder. Uh, I actually reached out on Air Force Vector uh, and reached out to a mentor. Uh, and, and I also, uh, and himself, he helped me write my package, uh, introduced to me the, a book called The Brown Paper Bag. Um, and looked at my package. I had another mass sergeant in senior sales. Like I've had senior sales with years of experience look at my bullets. I'm like, cool, send it. So I sent my package up, lost. Uh, and when I asked why, and they're like, oh, this person's been doing good things all year. I'm like, this is a quarter of award package. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, so I feel like we need to be better absorbed. I, I would even go on the limb or, or on the, the side of saying that we should be shredded to squadrons. Uh, you're a maintenance UTM, you're a security force UTM. Uh, and just balance it out that way. Uh, because now you speak the lingo, you, I mean, you're UTM, but you're security force UTM, you're, you know, you, you're with them, you're part of the unit. Uh, if your unit deploys, why not? Why can't you deploy with them uh, and be with the team? Um, so that's just kind of like how, how I've been reflecting um, with it. Uh, and that's another thing I, I, I I don't want to dabble. I don't know how much time. How much do we have a lot, enough time? What time as you want, man. Okay. Um, which led me to, I heard, I, I keep talking about episode seven, episode seven, right? Uh, and you talked to Cynthia. Um, and that's when I was like talking to the thing. I'm like, no one mentioned UTM once. You have all these training problems. Not once did someone talk about their UTM. Do you have a UTM or is it additional duty? No. So, uh, so just, just for clarification, right? Uh, uh, when we're talking about, we have training issues within the career field. Um, it, it's very much our own ability to to empower and develop each other. I would think. I don't know, Kaylee. Would you would you agree? I mean, it, it's a it, it's not. A, we have we know what our CFETP says, right? We know what it is that we're supposed to train on. Um, that's not the case. Uh, what mm-hmm. where we're running into issues is having people who themselves have the training and experience there and them being like you talked about from the top down, right? That's kind of what we're missing. A lot of it's generational, just due to the fact that the people who did our jobs back during um, uh, Desert Storm, right? They're now retired or retiring. And so there's a certain skill set within our career field planning, which the current generation doesn't. And through no fault of our own, we're going to do and we're going to learn what it is that we need to do to do the job now where what we need to where in 2021 we need to know what they knew back in in 1990 and learn those skills again right um so long story short uh uh do we have folks that write our curriculum we have folks at our schoolhouse that develop the training right for our tech schoolers um so that's fine we we we're good at keeping track of our training we just don't know how to train or we're not in, we, we, our career field hasn't put ourselves in the best position to be able to train each other. And train each other as in like when new products come out or refreshing or just making sure people don't become complacent through arrogance or whatnot saying, oh yeah, I know this, but they don't really know that. I would say a combination and Kaylee, I'll, I'll go quick and then you definitely chime in. So uh, let me put it here. I'll give you, uh, 
I'll give you an example, right? So mm-hmm. part of what we do at the at the wings, right, is during either exercise operations, right, exercising your ability to, to take people and equipment and put them at another location, deploy, um, or worst case, something happens in a certain part of the world, like mm, Iran shoots missiles at a freaking vessel in the Indian Ocean, right? And then all of a sudden, a squadron at Cannon gets mobilized and it's got to get out in 24 hours, right? The ability, the ability to do that effectively is a, uh, is a talent that's been lost in our career field, right? We know based on our training what it is that we fundamentally have to know. But the application piece, the, the being tested to do that and to think a certain way, that's what's been lost. So what we're looking towards is, hey, Maybe we need to create an application, a website, a program that brings in that application piece, right? Teach me what I need to know, but give me the reps. Give me those game time Sunday reps on how to do it. I hope that makes sense. And Kaylee, your your thoughts. Yeah, so that's a, definitely one of our biggest problems. And then another side of it is um, leadership development. We're a fairly young career field. I believe we're like 16 years old. So is that right? Eh, somewhere around there, right? So we're, we're kind of in our adolescent years, um, still trying to figure out what that looks like. And, and honestly, as we, as we move on in time um, and, and the things that we're tasked to support and the operations that we have going on, that constantly changes, right? So um, it's, it's definitely one of the biggest heartaches is um, the ability to train people, but the leadership thereof to be able to do so and understand how that cascading leadership kind of works. Um, But, you know, I was thinking about before we got on this episode, I was thinking to myself about all of the UTMs that I have had uh, throughout my career, right? And I I was like, dang, like, when is the last time I thanked a UTM? Thinking about it, right? Because honestly, I'd I see them when I need training things, right? Um, Or I need to do my CDCs or or sign a a TDY rip or something of that nature. So I, and I literally could remember it. I remember it was in 2016. It was the last time I thanked a UDM. I was at Red Horse in processing. Um, And they had flipped my training records and I said, thank you, right? And that was it. That's the last time I, I thanked a UTM. And thinking about what, you know, 2016, to what I'm doing now for the Air Force. Um, we talked about readiness reporting. So, so what I do every single month is I um, work with all of the squadron commanders throughout the wing to develop these reports in the defense readiness reporting system that eventually make it their, uh, their way up to Congress to, uh, for our leaders to testify in front of Congress for the things that we need in order to make our readiness better, right? And so TIFTER is one of those things that we report on every single month is it's broken. It's not working. We have no way to pull these records. So doing these reports is taking an astronomical amount of man hours, right? And it affects everybody, right? But for the right reasons, obviously, because they're, it could be worse. We could have exploited um, training records that could com- be completely diminished. And to put it into perspective, what would happen if everybody's records in the Air Force got deleted? Our readiness level, our T level, and AFIT, and so everybody who works in DERS is going to realize, you know, you know what AFIT is. Our T level is going to completely fall off the spectrum. We're not going to have a T level. That screws everything up. So that's kind of, you 
that's what I really want to is what you discovered um, of the entire Air Force in multiple months, not just in the UT world by any means. It affects deployment, whoa, combat, supporting the national defense strategy. All of those things, right, are God-given rights to what we are supposed to be able to be able to do it without you, without our UTMs, um, man. And so I promise I'm going to start thinking my UTMs a whole lot more often um, than once every five years. <laughs> that's for sure. Right. Uh, I mean, you're talking about, you know, deleting, I've even mentioned deleting records, but you like doing CBTs, right? They're literally just like, okay, click, 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 click. Oh, don't forget to click here, right? Sure. You know, the workaround tricks. Uh, there's also CBTs. And again, I don't want to advertise them um, that you can go into the, uh, the source code and just skip them. You can skip CBTs. There's ways to do it. Uh, and guess what? No one talks about it because as soon as you talk about it, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, there it goes. Yeah, I'm not going to bring it up because I like this. I like skipping CBTs. What's going to happen when it's like, oh, yay, man, you need to sign up all your core tasks real quick, or you needed to do this, or, you know, like, oh, okay, cool. And then they just go in there with using the glitch, give themselves quick rights. Guess what? It's, you can't, you can't point on the person who did it because it's a local mm -hmm. exploit, which means it doesn't affect the server. Uh, they could have gone in there and be like, oh, cool. Uh, let me just delete this. Oh, I, sh I just, there's an investigation going on about me right now. The aircraft, you know, the, the APU burnt out because I didn't check the forms. Uh, let me quickly just go in there and uh, reactivate my account uh, because you can actually block accounts during investigations. Uh, let me just go in there real quick. And, oh, that, there, there we go. I can uh, delete that drill entry that said I was a bad troop, you know, or something, you know, something. Uh, so, I mean, like, I personally don't think people would actually be deleting. I think it would create the silence of like, oh yeah, thanks for a tip there. Like, you're never going to hear about it. Any, any bugs or you know, these, these workarounds or whatnot. Um, because then the system, uh, you know, starts working the way it's supposed to, and maybe they don't want it like that. Uh, and the people who don't cheat the system don't know about it. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, same thing with, um, what was the other thing? Uh, visual basics. I mean, like there's some things on there that I don't like to talk about that I know it's possible. Um, <laughs> but it would disable me from doing anything when I'm bored at work, <laughs> but no, um, the, it, but it's things like that. Um, yeah. I, I, I just I'm had to squirrel in, but no, 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 it's good. I, I, I'd never heard of visual basics. So I had to Google it real quick. Um, DBA. Yeah. Okay. It says, okay. Basic language. Huh, interesting. Just bait. yeah. So I'm not, it, and I'm not an expert. They're smarter people than me. So, uh, okay. So let me ask you this, man. It looks this just for this hour that we've been recording. It sounds like you're the type of person that's not okay with just coming into work every day and just waiting for something to come to you, right? And that right there, right. that type of person needs to be exploited, right? And exploited by leadership, exploited by their career field, and exploited exploited by the Air Force to take everything that 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 that, that person cares about, and then puts them on the path to do that, right? Uh, um, and I, I think Kaylee, you might have talked about it before, but 
so I can't remember uh, what, what episode, but it's crazy what somebody is willing to do for the team when what they're being asked to do is what they fundamentally love and believe in, right? Uh, you can get anybody based on, you know, their rank, whatever rank they have. And if yours is higher to say, you're going to do this, right? But to get somebody to, 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 to develop somebody like you, Joe, is um, it, it takes a little bit of massaging, right? And so I hope that your career field's seen that. I hope that your career field lists um, your, your, your CFM, your functional, and then the other men and women who are part of the UTM career field, who I, who I hope listen to this episode, um, start to realize that, man. There's certain people that you'll meet throughout your Air Force career, um, much like my co-hosts here, who what the Air Force is paying them to do Man, that's cool, and it's cool that 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 you that we send them to trade to tech school to, to and assign them an AFSC badge, right? That's maybe that's probably not what they're meant to do. They're meant to have a bigger impact, right? So, um, I'll look. It, it, it's a uh, I, I'm sure that I'm sure there's stuff out there for this. I know we have like you know a lot of stuff gets posted on the Air Force you know leadership page. What's the other one, Kaylee? The quarantine university page, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's, there's, there. I've, I've seen opportunities for people who have talents like you to to go and do something that's going to have a that where where they where I, I use the word exploit, but yeah, where where the Air Force can exploit you and your talents, right? Um, and pay you for it, and then sure as shit recognize you for it. Um. And last thing, and then I'll be quiet. Uh, Kaylee, I uh, I always thank you so much after the podcast for uh, uh, just for the the value that you bring. Um, I I might I might freaking PayPal you or Venmo you some cash because one of my assignments <laughs> that I so one of my assignments that I'm working on uh, tonight I'll start here after the podcast for my senior NCO class is to come up and talk about a training plan, a training plan for a con a, a leadership concept. And in my group text that I'm, I'm reading them right now that they're pinging off the chart right now, because I'm in there with a bunch of maintenance guys, some two T2s, uh, an arm, a soldier, right? And the whole time, myself included, uh, since we left class last night, have been like, what's a leadership concept? What's a leadership concept? They're like, oh, you know, is, is, it, a, is it laissez faire? Is it transformational, transactional? We're like, no, no, that's a style, but a concept. And so we're thinking like, what the, so, we're, you know, everybody's like, what's a concept? Like, uh, can I talk about communication? And we're thinking, we're like, well, I think communication's like a thing, but what specific part of communication, right? So you said cascading, cascading, uh, cascading leadership. I Googled it. Mm -hmm. Guess what? That's going to be mine. And I'm about to walk into the, to, uh, we're going to meet tomorrow to murder board our concepts. And I'm about to show up like I own the motherfucker. All right. Because I guarantee yes. you, nobody, yes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, nobody's talking about it. But also, since it's a training plan, now I got to start thinking about the outside the box ideas on how we're going to implement that training, right? And so, Joe, just listening to you talk, right, listening to you talk about, hey, the systems that the Air Force has given us today to do our jobs, they're not cutting it for whatever reason, right? I'm sure money, timing, resources. Um, so what are those additional ways that we ourselves as Air Force members can come up with the ideas, the theories we can come up with and create our own solutions to these problems, right? So, man, thank you guys both. This is, 
um, and I'm not brown nosing or kissing ass legit. This is a problem in my life right now that I got to solve for this class and just having this damn conversation uh, put me in, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do well for this grade. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Thank you both. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when you do that, don't forget to, when you're creating a, a training plan is to define first, you need to define cascading and how it impacts your mission. Not at, like, right. Because when you create tasks and you create these items for the, the squadrons, it's off of day-to-day -day operations, right? So think about leadership issues, if you know, cascading issues, and then create those as, hey, we need to do these first and prioritize and then just work your way down. Uh, after, you, after you define the mission or you define what it is, then you were able easier to create uh, the items. Uh, and then you can even create how-tos if you really need to dive into deeper that way. But um, I don't know exactly the details. Uh, what the, the homework project is. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I this, this this is uh God bless. This is the reason why we created this podcast. <laughs> for th for things just like this, right? Well, let me caveat. Not not so that I can exploit both of you and make my <laughs> freaking time in senior NTO Academy easier, but just the sharing of ideas and, and uh and knowledge, man. Um so hey, we've been going for uh, uh, going for about an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, Kaylee, I know it's late over there for you, right? Um, so uh, we have to do a part two to this. We have to do a part two because not only because uh, I know Joe, you still have a lot to say, but I'm very interested to see how what you're working on and, and the things with Tifter start to progress, right? And, and how it goes. So um, so for, from, the, from, the, from the bottom of my heart, man, like separate, like screw uniform and rank aside thank you for doing what it is that you do for the air force man it's a very very thankless job as a utm uh the last time i thanked a utm was at offit air force base and it was while they were helping me uh, uh, uh identify a training problem within my section uh as, through through tba right and 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 they actually happened to to be the wife of a of a of a member in uh, in our office, I believe too. Is that you know? And so, man, yeah, thank you. There are people out there who care, um, and and, uh, and and Kaylee likes to issue challenges, and I'll issue one, right? I'll issue one for for me, Anthony Gonzalez, to your career field leadership and the men and women who are part of your of the UTM team in the Air Force. I challenge you guys to listen to what Joe just said to the knowledge that he dropped and the words that he used and figure out, look to your left, look to your right and figure out who the next Joe Dixon is in your office and challenge and put that person in a position to be successful. So thank you, Joe. Yeah, uh, give us your final thoughts and then Kaylee, you take us out. Uh, honestly, uh... I, I, I put your words, by the way, uh, I have an expression. Every time I can't say word, I just go words, but uh, resiliency, resi resiliency, I'm, hard, I'm sorry, but I can't say words, but uh, that is, it's huge. Uh, it's kept me going. I know it sounds very cliche, um, but it, it resi being resilient is just being resilient. It's finding the reason, you know, what's going to keep you going. Uh, and for me, uh, and again, it's different for everybody else, just like an MTL or, you know, listening for every other unit. Uh, it's that next project, you know, that next pipe dream of like, 
uh, oh man, what can I do to make the Air Force better or my squadron better or my, my work center better? Uh, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be a high level thing. Uh, something at the lowest level uh, can make a huge impact, especially with CSS and daily operations, you know, regardless in any unit. Um, so that, that, that's kind of, you know, that'd be my own thing is find what motivates you. Uh, and then surprised, you know, that's being resilient. Uh, again, sorry, I'm going to get laughed at for butchering words, but um, yeah, that, that's, that would be my closing thoughts. Man, Joe, you're a powerhouse. Thank you so much for coming on today. Teammates, I know we have a lot of individuals who may feel um, as though, and, and rightfully so, that they have not been properly thanked for what they do every day. Um, a, a lot of us have thankless jobs. But we want you to know that, that we are proud of you. And we do need you. And we do need your talents. And we do value your talents. Because you make the Air Force better every single day. For yourselves and for your teammates. So keep going. Don't lose your spark. Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm excited for this episode to release, teammates. Um, tell your UTMs in your units, listen to this. One of your teammates came on, listen to them. Remember cascading leadership, um, especially shout out to my senior NCOs. Don't forget about your NCOs. Empower them to lead. Empower them to be the supervisors that our airmen need. Teammates, it's been a pleasure. Joe, thank you once again. It was great meeting with you and we look forward to a part two. Take care, y'all, and have a great week. We're out. Rock, guys. To that, and 